It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Monday, and it's one week before Christmas time, which is why I was just asking Miss Mary. We haven't seen each other yet today. We're on either side of the building, but we're messaging each other, which, by the way, is almost kind of pathetic that two people work right down the hallway from each other, but they're texting each other. I just strange. But anyway, Felt like I was the only one here today. And that's true. Most everybody in this big building full of employees is out today. So it's me, it's Mary, and Frank Gambino. And that's about it because a lot of people taking vacation and stuff like that, which I assume is what's going to happen where you work too as we get into the holidays. The closer we get to Christmas, which is one week away from today, the less work people will do. Warning. Your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, Happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, Festivus is for the rest of us. I'm going to get into the Festivus thing. I say that every single year. Maybe one of these days I'll do it. Because I don't have to get a Christmas tree and decorate it. I just get a metal pole. Stick it in the house. And there you go. And it works, I think, a whole lot either. So, uh, just really a whole lot easier. All right. So, let's start today by heading over to further west coast than wester than we are. It's west, but wester than we are. We're over to the coast where a judge has ruled something interesting about homelessness. Well, hang on. Let me sing this here. Um, if I'm going to do this, and. There we go. Okay. See, I almost started this without the song that Rush Limbaugh used to play every time Rush Limbaugh was going to talk about homelessness. He, in fact, brought this guy to the fame he never had before. Ooh, ain't got no home. I know face is wrong. Ain't got no home. I know face is wrong. I'm a lonely boy. I ain't got a home. Clarence Frogman Henry. I got a voice. I love to sing. I sing like a girl. Really doesn't sound like a girl, and I but. I sing like a frog. Kinda sounds like a frog, I'm yeah. I, I understand why you're lonely. I ain't got a home. If you don't sing like a girl ooh, and a frog, you're not gonna have much for friends out there, but alright. Rush Limbaugh used to play this all the time whenever he was going to talk about homelessness, so I thought I should start doing it since Rush is gone, I'll carry on the tradition. Here we go. That's apparently the girl that he's supposed to be singing. Not buying it, doesn't seem to sound like it. Now, I admit, when I get to the frog part here, the frog part almost sounds like 
kind of fraud. What he's doing is inhaling to move his vocal cords instead of exhaling, and that's what makes that throaty frog sound. Here we go with the frog. I ain't got a mother. Not exactly a hit song out there, but Rush Limbaugh made it a hit song when he played it on the show. So Clarence Frogman Henry, who, by the way, uh, Rush got a hold of. The man was much older by then, and Rush was able to get him to show up for some live performances when Rush took the show on stage across the country, the Rush Tour to Excellence. Okay, so Rush to Excellence. That's what I think he called the tour. Okay, so... A court decision, the headline says, that could change how homelessness is handled on the West Coast. The Boise decision has had a huge impact, the story says, on the West Coast of the U.S. This 2018 ruling is when this started. Ninth Circuit Court back then said that not only could states not criminalize homelessness, they cannot criminalize the results of homelessness. That meant you could not arrest someone for sleeping in a tent on the sidewalk or in a public park. Cities impacted by this decision have been trying to overturn it since it was issued, but the way this has worked in practice is that cities cannot remove a homeless person unless they have a shelter or a bed offered to them. Even then, that... Uh, became tricky because most cities have more homeless people than they have beds to offer them. So how do you do that? So even when there are many more homeless people than there are beds, many of the beds are empty on any given night because the homeless people decide they're just not going to show up and sleep there. They kind of prefer their own little setup, even if it is right on the sidewalk. And that's where the question rises. If a homeless person rejects an offer of shelter, are they then homeless voluntarily? Not because of circumstances? That's the argument that cities have been making in the case of this Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is going to take this up real soon. Story says officials representing city and state governments argue that people living on the streets who decline an offer to relocate to a temporary shelter are therefore there by choice. In other words, voluntarily homeless. That's because a body of law dealing with the rights of homeless people hinges on the concept of whether a person's conduct is voluntary. Courts largely have found that punishing someone for an involuntary status of some kind violates the Eighth Amendment prohibition on cruel and unusual punishment. That might be a bit of a stretch, but that's where they went. Quote, many people experiencing homelessness strictly refuse shelter and instead prefer to remain on public property, according to a homeless coordinator, Newport Beach, Orange County, California. They wrote that in a decision in the court while acknowledging in the same document that homelessness in residence there are offering shelter, not Newport Beach, but uh, nearby Costa Mesa, the Orange County city of Garden Grove doesn't have any shelter beds to offer. They express frustration to the Supreme Court of how extremely challenging it is to address individuals who just refuse to leave. So 
the officials seeking answers from the judge might be correct that there are people on the streets who turn down legitimate offers of shelter. So the challenge is what standards must be applied to whether you can take action against someone who's decided to go ahead and pop a tent up and just live there on the street like that. Now, again, circumstances made their life miserable and they wound up homeless and they're trying to do something about it, but that's where they're staying because they have nowhere else to go. That's where the court says, well, you got to leave them alone because they're kind of stuck. They're in a bad spot. But what about the person who's decided that this is what they want? And they pop a tent up in a city park or on a sidewalk somewhere and decide just to stay there because that's what they want. What then? That's the case that's going to go in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. That'd be a little while before they decide it, so we won't know right away. And that, it, depending on how the court rules, if they rule a certain way, it could change a lot about homelessness and the way it's dealt with in major cities that are having, well, a massive problem with it. Even places, though, like here in Wyoming, where I know the city of Casper, for one, has they had a pretty route, a bad route of homelessness problems in the city. Uh, during the course of this past summer here, and we're trying to figure out what to do about it. This could play into what kind of a decision the city of Casper makes. 6.15, wake up. Polish off that tin hat. You'll need it for this one. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Available on demand on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Real quick side note for you. I just came across this. I, I had no idea. It's fun some time ago when we had dates on the calendar that were like, uh, and I'm making this one up, like 202020 was, you know, the date on the calendar. Something like that, right? Uh, that Again, that's just made up. Oh, I remember when at one point we did have a 10, 10, 10. It was 2010. So it was the 10th month, the 10th day of 2010. So 10, 10, 10 on the calendar. But right now... We're getting toward the end of the year already, which I'm still working on February. So I don't know how it could be the end of the year already. And it turns out that the last day of the year on the calendar will be 12, 31, 23. 1, 2, 3. 1, 2, 3. Oh, that's cool. I kind of like that. So I get a message from David, not Dave from San Francisco, a different one, not all Daves are bad, who says, as long as we don't repeat last year, which made me think this is something that I wrote and produced at the end of 2020, that it was a funny bit that I played and one of our salespeople said, actually, that's a great idea for a commercial and they took the idea and brought it to an optometrist and actually sold it as a commercial for an optometrist. We, I rewrote it for the optometrist. But anyway, back to 2020. If it'll play, try it again. Well, ma'am, your eye exam is complete. Uh, frankly, I don't see why you came in. I mean, your vision is 2020. That's the problem, doctor. I just can't bear seeing 2020 anymore. It's been the worst year ever. Oh, I 
I see. Well, let me see. I have these prescriptions here. They're 2021. How do I know that's going to be any better? We still have a lot to get through. Mm, yeah. Okay. What was a good year for you? Um, 1995 was a great year for me, and there wasn't a single 20 in it. Uh, I think I have one of those. Ah, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Try these. Oh, my. Not sure if I can... Um, yeah, try standing up. Oh, my. Better? Better than rose-colored glasses, I'd say. Well, there you go again. Receptionist will meet you for oh. your... Oh, no! Oh. You okay? Still better than seeing 2020. So, anyway, that was just a fun idea that I... It only ran a few times, uh, see, 2020, 2021, it ran a few times. But again, that became a, an actual commercial for an optometrist, was, which is fun. Okay, so I was talking about homelessness, and there's a Supreme Court decision coming up in 2024, which means I'm really getting old, but there's a Supreme Court decision coming up in 2024. And the court will have to decide how to define what homelessness really is in the sense that is somebody intentionally being homeless or are they there because of circumstances? Now, the way the court rules on this will have a lot to say about how states, cities deal with homelessness. So here's a question, as I was explaining in the last segment. If, let's say there's a, a, some tents on the sidewalk, not even in a park, just on a sidewalk somewhere, and the police go over and talk to the people and offer them a bed. We have a shelter for you in the city. It has beds. It has hot food. We can get you off the street into some place where you can at least have a nice bed and food and a shower. So it's available to them. Well, let's say they, they, they turn it down. Well, okay, shelter and food and showers and laundry even is available, and they turned it down. So at that point, if the court rules the way I'm kind of hoping they will. The police can take action and say, you got to move along. You can't stay here because you're voluntarily homeless at that point. Up till now, the police have not been able to do that. What do you do when someone has camped out, but they're there because of circumstances? Not because they want to be there, but they have nowhere to go. And there's no church or civic group or city or state program that's offering them any place to go. There's absolutely nowhere to go. Now, some people have suggested, even on this program, callers have suggested, we'll run them off. Just run them off. We'll run them off to where exactly? Because all they do is go somewhere else, become somebody else's problem. And so it's not certain. You might say it's not my community anyway. But we're just shuffling the problem around the country at that point. And we're not actually solving the problem of what real homelessness is. So what the answer to that I've said before is I don't have the answer any better than anybody else does other than I mostly rely on our church and civic groups. They do a much better job than anybody else. But even then, there are some people who just can't be dealt with. I've talked to people who run shelters, even in my own area, and they flat out said, we can't take some of these people. They are a mess. I mean, they're drug addicts and more. And so it's just not possible to take some of these people into the shelter. It's not good for the shelter. 
Other people can't be around them, so we have to throw them out. They're that bad. So again, the question is, well, then what? Where do they go? We used to have institutions for people like that, but those institutions were government-run, and they became so bad, we eventually closed them. Coming up on 6.30, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. You and I will get back into it again. Oh, a change up in that forecast. I'll explain it in just a bit. There are some people who have been accusing this nice weather we've been happening having here on the wrong thing. And I'll explain it when we get done with this news and information breaks. Wake up, Wyoming. If it matters in Wyoming, it matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. Since I was talking about homelessness in the last segment. Morning, Jim. Jim is in Glenrock. He said, can't they stay at the Hotel California, homeless people? Well, there's the thing about the Hotel California. Might not be a bad idea because they can check out, but they can never leave. Uh Okay, on the ridiculously large television that they have in the studio next to me here, I've been watching as they've been covering a lot of uh, flooding on the East Coast. And you're getting a lot of weather on the West Coast. It's interesting to me how people come to conclusions about anything, really, without checking the evidence. What tends to happen with a lot of people, I notice, is folks will take a look at what they've heard over the years and form what they think is a reasonable hypothesis and then decide that that's the reason something's happened. So why here in the West have we been experiencing such nice weather? Now, by the West, I mean... From, you know, Wyoming, Montana, Colorado, all the way down. From the Canadian border, all the way down. Also, the Dakotas, all the way down. Just take that whole area like a huge rectangle. That is where we have been having just the nicest weather for quite a while. And last time, last week, as you know, I was uh, out every day when I got off the air here. I'd go out to collect toys for needy families in front of the Walmart there with our stuff, the van thing that we do every single year. In past years, we've been out there while it's been a blizzard. And we're inside this little shed trying to keep warm as people pull up. People still pull up and donate despite the weather. But it's, you know, Wyoming. So not this year, though. We barely ever turned the heater on and we would stand outside. And just absorb the nice weather. It's really great. I mean, really great. Why all this nice weather? People are kind of freaked out about it. And I heard all sorts of interesting explanations, like the La Nina El Nino thing, which isn't the case. Methane and CO2 and climate change, which isn't the case. So if you just bother to spend a moment of, but instead of just making up a reason why have the, has the weather been so nice actually go look it up do a little bit of research listen to some people now for us here out west we have Don Day who you're going to hear his extended forecast in just a few minutes because yeah, we do it every morning at 745 
But besides his extended forecast every morning, I'm sorry, 645 is when we do the extended. 745, he joins us, and I talk to him about it. But he puts a video up every single morning about what the weather is and why it's happening. And he shows why it's happening, right? So what's been happening is a high-pressure system moved over the western states and just stalled. And then kind of got trapped between a couple of low-pressure systems and just sat there. Now, the west coast has been battered by some weather, including winter weather. The east coast has been battered by weather. And in the northern part, New England states, that, that includes winter weather. We here, though, have been trapped under this high-pressure system, and it just sits here. And as long as it's been sitting here, nothing's been happening. We're just sort of stuck in this nice weather, gosh darn it. Now, at some point, this high-pressure system moves out of the way. It's likely, we'll hear from Don Day on this, but it's likely it moves out of the way just in time for Christmas. And while we're not expecting any heavy weather, not at this point anyway... It's possible that we'll get a bit of a white Christmas. Some cold weather comes in, some snow. We'll see. The forecast is still a week off, so we have to wait to see how things develop. But it looks like that's what's going to happen. So for all the different explanations that I've heard from people about trends and how weird this is and so on, all it has been, this is not weird at all. It's just a high-pressure system kind of got stuck overhead. And just sat here and spun and just did what a high-pressure system does. And has kept our weather really nice. That's it. And I've heard people give all sorts of explanations as to why this is happening. And and even, I even hear meteorologists say this. Well, you know, temperatures are above normal. No, no, this is completely normal. Because what normal is when it comes to weather is it's not the same day after day, year after year. So when you look at what today's December 18th, well, it's December 18th, therefore the weather is supposed to be, no, it's not supposed to be anything because it never stays the same. And in this case, what's happened with the high pressure system, while unusual, is also at the same time perfectly normal. So we shouldn't worry about it. Just let it happen. Enjoy it while we can because it will be coming to an end. Speaking of the extended forecast from Don Day. Where Wyoming comes to talk. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, Frank, uh, in the past, we have had very unusual and fun years where, let's say, you remember the date was 10-10-10. Yes. Okay. That happens every so often. Now, it's not going to happen for a while again, but... No, we can have... Next year, we could have 24-2-4-24. Yeah. Okay. Now, this year, though, the end of the year, the last day of this year... 12, 12, 31, 31, 23, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. Uh-huh. That's fun. I I just didn't realize that until I looked at the calendar and went, wait a minute. 1, uh-huh. 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. I, now, I have to take a look at, let's see. That, and there are places, the last time we had one of those dates when it was like 10, 10, 10. 
somebody put a post up. And when's the next time that's going to happen? And that's why I say it, it'll it'll be a little while, but I forget what a little while it, would, is. Would it be like 100 years? Something like that, yeah. yeah. I, while you're doing your news, because you know I never listen to your news <laughs> Of course, it's okay. Neither I do can I. Go, yeah, I go ahead and looked it up. Speaking of that, though, now you had a busy weekend, right? Well, yeah, I was over in uh, Douglas on Friday and right. Worland on Saturday. I drove over to, you know, you get to Shoshone. I was there early in the morning. It was like eight degrees, eight. Right. And all the trees had all this frosty white stuff on there. Mm-hmm. And then you you go towards you driving through the Wind River Canyon on on the Shoshone side. All the, everything was frosty white yeah. and fog. Right. I mean, like, hey, okay. You got over to the other side, uh-huh. to the Thermopolis side. No frosty trees, uh-huh. clear skies. It's like it was Just like two different worlds, right down the middle. Now I was misidentified. I uh, had to get on the case of Don Day. Because he said that that was what we typically refer to as hoarfrost. And I said, we can't say hoarfrost on the radio. Uh, I referred to that as as lady of the evening frost. Lady of the evening yes, frost. because we're not there, allowed there to were, say. There were plenty of ladies. Yes, we're not allowed to say hoarfrost on there. Oh. But it did the same thing. I know that uh, looking out the windows around Casper and so on, it was doing the same thing. That fog came in and it just kind of gathered up like that. Now, I was just telling everybody, and I'll talk to Don Day about this when we get into the next hour. There's been a high-pressure system stuck over the West, mm-hmm. and that's why we've been enjoying these nice days. It's supposed to be nice all week? Yes. However, you might, we'll find out, I'm going to press him on it, have a white Christmas. Um, Not a blizzard. Just something to, you know, just some on, the, on, the, on the grassy area. The high-pressure system moves off. It gets cold. We could see some snow come down. Nothing horrible. I'll keep you posted. But, I mean, hey, it'd be nice to wake up on Christmas Day. Sure, of course. National Finals Rodeo in the books from Las Vegas, uh, concluding on Saturday night. The Wyoming contingent did quite well. Hillsdale native and Cheyenne High School grad Brody Crest finished fourth in the world standings in the Saddle Bronc with over $312,000 in earnings. He was third in the average after winning money in round nine, and the five spot was out of the money in round ten. Also in the Saddle Bronc, Daniel Wyoming's Tanner Butner won the money, won some money in the ninth round, but not the tenth. He finished fifth in the average and ninth in the world standings with over 236 grand in earnings. In the bareback, Buffalo's Cole Ryder won money in the ninth round, finishing third with an 85 and a half and took fourth in the tenth round with an 87. So all told, he was seventh in the world standings, winning over $251,000 and placed third in the average of the NFR. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys will be looking for a new offensive coordinator. Tim Polisak will be the new head coach at North Dakota State. He was the O coordinator at NDSU from 2014 through 2016. Started his career there as a grad assistant in 2006. He's been with the Cowboys as the offensive coordinator for the last three seasons and will not be coaching UW in the Arizona Bowl. That will be uh, on December the 30th in Tucson taking on Toledo. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos took a big hit in trying to qualify for the playoffs. They were burned by the Detroit Lions on Saturday, 42-17. Lions quarterback Jared Goff threw five TD passes, and the Broncos claimed the fame in this game is that Coach Sean Payton chewed out quarterback Russell Wilson on the sideline, and Payton did not call for a spot review twice when the Broncos were down near the goal line in the fourth quarter, and and it probably could have had those spots overturned for a touchdown. As it turned out, the Broncos were flagged for a penalty and ended up kicking a field goal to make a 28-10. Why would you kick a field goal when you're down 28-3 in the fourth quarter? Denver's now 7-7. Seven and seven. Back on Saturday in men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys were battered by Weber State 84-71 to drop the 6-4. and four. Post went nine minutes without a field goal at home. And they were thoroughly outplayed by Weber State's 
Coach Big Ben. Wildcats ended up with five guys in double figures and shot a whopping 56% from the floor. Cowboys at this point look like an average team. You win some, you lose some. They'll be in El Paso on Wednesday for the Sun Bowl tournament to meet South Dakota State. Wyoming Cowgirls have lost three in a row. They were beaten on the road yesterday by Montana State, 64-55. Cowgirls with 20 turnovers in that game. That is way, way too much. And they scored just five points in the first quarter. UW 4-5 and five on the year. They'll be in a tournament in Las Vegas coming up on Thursday and Friday. That's it in sports. Okay, here's what I found out. So there are binary dates, and those are the ones like when we have 11, 11, 11. 11, okay. Right, okay. Then there are, and I think this is really interesting, palindrome dates when the date reads the same forwards as backwards. Okay. Okay. So the next binary date is going to be. We're have to, going to have to wait to the year twenty one hundred before we start having those oh, again. That's going to I be. Can't a wait while. that long. Yeah, but now I have to take a look at when's the next palindrome date. We did have one in twenty twenty three. Three twenty twenty three. Three. Read it backwards. It's three twenty twenty three. So that did happen in 2023, Palindrome. Wow, this binary stuff is way too early in the morning for me. I I think you you probably saw your last one, Frank. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it's Wake Up Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up My Own. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Monday, one week before Christmas. Don Day is going to join me at 745. And there is just a possibility that we can get a white Christmas for parts of our area as the weather changes a little bit. Now, this week, again, is going to be nice. There's been a high-pressure system stalled over us for a while and that's what's given us nice weather in the center of the country, while the east and west coast have had some weather blow through that hasn't been all that nice. We've been enjoying this high-pressure system. So that moves on. Don Day will be on at 745 to give us the details, as we know, but it's still a week out. So how all of this plays out, we'll just have to see. In the meantime, trigger warning and when I say trigger warning, since we're coming up on Christmas time here, the trigger warning's a little different. Warning. Your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like, Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, Happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, Festivus is for the rest of us. As we get into Christmas, of course, there's always a debate, which I don't think should be a debate, is the movie Die Hard, a Christmas movie. Yes. In fact, you can even buy, I saw this online, I was very tempted. There's the, was it Nakatomi building in the movie? And, of course, at the end of it, the bad guy falls to his death and goes splat. And it's not Christmas till he hits the ground. There is a clock you can buy where beginning at the beginning of December, first day of December, it starts. And the bad guy slowly starts to fall day by day until Christmas Day, he hits the bottom. This is John. Nice beer. 
He just wants to spend Christmas with the family. Is And deck the halls oh, with thousands Bruce Willis. Move to the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. <laughs> Alan Rickman. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay! Together in the greatest Christmas story ever told. I got some bad news for you, Dwayne. <laughs> Hans, Bobby, eat it, Harvey. Yeah! Holy shit. I'm starting to get a bad feeling up here. Merry Christmas. Die Hard. This is their idea of Christmas. I gotta be here for New Year's. So you see, it is a Christmas movie after all. Now, in the true Christmas spirit, headline on the Wake Up Wyoming site. Family favorite Christmas decorations banned in Colorado. Oh, God. Uh, what now with Colorado? Here we go. The story says you might need to be, well, you might need to hold on to some light bulbs because specific lights have been officially banned in Colorado as well as the entire nation. The light bulb is commonly used year-round for all sorts of popular decorating, the story says. But, of course, we're talking about the incandescent bulb. Now, this first popped up when President George W. Bush banned the incandescent light bulb, which I looked at and thought, you shouldn't be able to do that. You're government. You can't do that. If I want an incandescent light bulb, I should be able to use it. It's my house. It's my light fixture. I'll put in there what I want. And when I hear arguments about, but it's not as efficient, my decision has always irritated me. And when we finally gave the Republicans the House and the Senate and the presidency, and one of the things we said is, in the incandescent light bulb ban. And they couldn't figure out how to do it, just like they couldn't get rid of Obamacare, even though they were in control of everything. All right, well, way to go, Republicans. Biden administration banned incandescent light bulbs in 2022, and the answer is the ban began with George W. Bush. Biden just finally put the last nail in the coffin. This author says, I have tons of these light bulbs at my house. They look classic. They're not harsh like LED bulbs. At times, I feel LED bulbs punching in the face at night. Said so it looks like it might be time for your household to comply and switch to I hate smart bulbs. There's nothing smart about it. It's a light bulb. Many households use incandescent bulbs for the holidays. I specifically remember how much my grandpa enjoyed them, a Christmas story. He would take the lampshade off so he could show off his incandescent light bulb. It looked weird and ugly, but it made him happy. So, common question, can I still buy them in Colorado? Well, you can buy incandescent light bulbs in Colorado, but not for long. It's just what's left of them are on the shelves. As far as here in Wyoming, I don't know if there's any left on the shelves or not. I haven't seen any. Americans are expected to save about $3 billion annually on utility bills, et cetera, et cetera, over the next 30 years. Again, my it should be my decision, your decision. 
Not Colorado's decision, not Wyoming's decision, not the president's decisions or the bureaucracy. It's up to you to decide if you would like to use those light bulbs. And I do like the look of the old incandescent light bulb around the Christmas tree. But use what you want. Again, you're, it's your money. It's your decision. You should be able to go out and get what you want. And the next time we put Republicans in charge of the House and Senate and presidency, I would like to have some Republicans in there that actually know how to get something done. In the meantime, if it's banned in Colorado. Hey there, Colorado. Do you find your state being Californiaized? Do you find that you're able to buy less and less of the basic fun and necessities of life? Well, don't worry. It's Wyoming to the rescue with a new retail store right on the Colorado border. And I 25 just south of Cheyenne. It's banned in Colorado. Want to buy a gas-powered lawnmower or weed whacker? Need a new car but prefer the traditional internal combustion engine? Yes, banned in Colorado has all the products that are either being outpriced, regulated, or no longer for sale inside the Colorado border. And you'll love our low, low, low tobacco prices. Feel free to walk around and smoke inside while the little lady buys her fur coat. You'll love our unlimited supply of assault weapons and ammunition. Carry all your goods out of the store in plastic bags. Yes, banned in Colorado has a new location one mile north of the Colorado border on I-25. For your personal safety and protection, banned in Colorado is not a gun-free zone. Illegal immigrants on staff to help you sneak back across the border with everything you purchase. Something that oh, it really does drive me nuts is whenever anybody, I don't care how well-intentioned they are, in government decides, well, we're going to ban something. You can't do that anymore because we know better for you. Well, that's not your job to decide for the rest of us. You're government. You're not in charge of deciding for the rest of us. At least they shouldn't be, but we've been letting them Get away with it. I see. Big wave is in Casper. Morning, big. We can't ban incandescent light bulbs because I cook all of my meals with an easy bake oven. That's a good point. You're going to hurt the feelings of a lot of little girls out there. You're going to make them cry. I have had a hot dog under my LED installed easy bake oven bulb for four days now, and it's still cold. See? He's got a point. That means, big wave, you're gonna, a lot of little girls are gonna try to cook something in their easy bake oven and they're gonna get sick because it didn't fully cook. Huh? Yeah. So, I, uh, they want little girls to die. That's basically what we're saying, right? 715, wait. Download the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, listen anywhere, and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Twenty is the time to wake up, Wyoming. Okay, I have to object to this. Rick and Cheyenne sends me a note here. Colorado, west of the Mississippi, Florida. No, now hang on. I'm a Florida boy. Now I swear to you, Florida was not weird like it is now when I was growing up there. I swear it was much more normal. But Florida is not socialist. California is. The states could not be any more different. And I'm very impressed by the number of people who have moved from New England states and even New York and New Jersey, places like that, moved to Florida and did not bring their politics with them, which has kept Florida pretty much a red state. Because a lot of them realized when they got down to Florida, you know, uh, smaller government and low taxes is pretty much the way to go. After they left where they did leave from, oh, dear God. So I understand, Rick, while picking on Florida because, again, it's good. there's some weirdos there. The Florida man. But 
Florida is not like California. California has gone full socialist. I mean, honestly, we, we had the dictator of China visit California just a little while ago. It was Xi Jinping, right? I think he looked at Governor Gavin Newsom and went, damn, boy, what are you doing here? Well, he's gone full communist, basically, in the country. All right. While uh, Chet and Yoder, um, he says, exactly, you nailed it again. Last week, they determined breathing ads to climate change, incandescent light ads to heating, promoting global warming, and international, com- I'm sorry, internal combustion engines add heat and CO2. So, yes, turn off your lights and start walking around not breathing. Now, let me get to that on that note. Since you brought up the breathing thing, Chet, I did have that in my notes this morning. I didn't get a chance to get to it last week, but it's one of those things where <sighs> absurdly measuring your breath. We've kidded for the longest time. So you want to fight uh, CO2 emissions? Stop breathing. Methane? <clears throat> Next time you got a toot, hold it in. A recent study published... Measurements of methane and nitrous oxide in human breath and the development of UK scale emissions. Researchers have embarked on a quest that epitomizes absurdity, it says, on the current climate change discourse. This study focusing on the emissions of methane, which is CH4 and nitrous oxide, N2, zero, from human breath, but there's also CO2 coming out there as well. Another glaring example of scientific overreach, but also a worrying indicator of the length to which the cult of climate change will go. The study's objective is to investigate emissions from human breathing in the UK. It operates under the assumption that these emissions are significant enough to warrant and detailed analysis and inclusion in, in a national greenhouse gas inventory. The premise, laughable. Considering the minuscule percentage of emissions that contribute to overall greenhouse gas emissions planet-wide. The methodology employed in the study is questionable, the story says. Collecting 328 breast samples from 104 volunteers hardly constitutes a representative sample of the entire UK population. But this is how they're doing it. Which, by the way, way a lot of uh, idiotic studies are done today. Not good studies, but idiotic studies. They grab a tiny little sample. And based on that tiny little sample, they go ahead and try to figure out what's going on globally. And it just doesn't work that way. It's like when you heard that the polar bear population is dying. A guy saw one small group of polar bears on one tiny little part of the planet. And based on that little area where those polar bears were, he then said, well, if it's that way here, then the entire polar bear population across the entire Arctic region must be this. And he was dead wrong. He saw one group of polar bears that were sick. All the other polar bears were doing great. Just that the one group he saw was sick. Based on that, he extrapolated out. So it doesn't work that way. All right. So the study finding that 31% of participants uh, were methane producers and all participants emit, emit nitrous oxide. But it's without real context there. The results portrayed significant. They failed to consider other environmental impacts. The fact that these emissions 
are starting to contribute to a mere, what, what do you think the percentage is globally? And then, of course, there's the, the margin of error that you have to take because they chose such a small sample. The story says the idiocy of the study in the entire genre of human behavioral studies, whether it be eating meat, owning pets, diverted attention for uh, from more pressing issues that we actually have. The approach is, and, and money too, they spent money on this. The approach is indicative of the climate change narrative that is increasingly detached from reality. This story is dangerously overstated. The impacts of human biological processes by attributing environmental consequences to the very act of breathing. Now, the study, it says, and the subsequent media coverage lack any rational discourse on actual climate change, which, of course, is a natural thing. There is a conspicuous absence of criteria analyzing the the relevance of all of this. Uh, the obsession with carbon, its compounds, and greenhouse gases, as seen in this study, focus on, again, CH4 and N2O, is misplaced. It reflects a narrow view of a complex dynamic of Earth's ecosystem. Well, here, now let's, go, let's put this aside for just a minute. So you remember, and we've done, a lot of us have done this, we've teased the cult of climate change. So you want to stop methane emissions and CO2? Well, stop breathing and hold in farts from now on. Okay, because you're exhaling CO2 and methane. Actually, methane from both ends, just so you know. So you are contributing to climate change. Now, that was the joke. You want to fight climate change, quit breathing. Never thought they would actually take it seriously. And at this point, they have. Now, I think there's also, as far as the study goes, here are scientists. They graduated with their degree, and now they want to work as scientists. So where do they find work? It's actually, it can be difficult to do. Just because you have a degree as a scientist doesn't mean that there's actually work available in that field somewhere. So they got to find something to do to keep busy, to keep employed. And these days, in order to get grants to make money so they can do these studies, everything has to have climate change in it or they don't get the study. If they do some research that shows that humans are not causing catastrophic climate change, well, then they won't be getting any more research. And then we'll get money for that project either. In order to get the money for the project, they have to prove that it is happening. This is why you can actually look at um, those memes that say you want to you want the answer to climate change. Follow the money. Yeah. Turns out to be really true. Morning, Dan. Dan is in Cheyenne. I thought you just had to buy carbon credits to be allowed to breathe. I, you know, I, I wonder about that. Okay, carbon credits basically is planting trees. That's what that is. So if I have a lot of house plants, would that help? I'll look into it. Morning, Dan. Dan and Rick are both in Cheyenne. Chet is in Yoder. Let me see. Big Wave is in Casper. Jim is in Glen Rock. Just a few of the people texting me this morning. You can also call to 888-97-WOODS. Okay, so we have coming up local news. Update on your weather forecast. Don Day joins me at 745 with the 
possibility of a white Christmas. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Weekend. Got something to say? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. Seven thirty-six at times. Wake up, Wyoming. Okay, just so you know how we got here, <clears throat> I didn't intend to do this. I started with a story about how the incandescent light bulb has been banned, and because of the incandescent light bulb ban, those Christmas lights, which are the old incandescent light bulb type, yeah, we're going to run out of those at some point, and you won't be able to get those anymore. And that, of course, is a climate change thing that devolves into, you know, they did a study about breathing in CO2, which used to be a joke. You know, you want to contribute to climate change, stop breathing. Well, apparently they, there's been a study about that, and they were serious about it. So we start talking about banning this kind of stuff. It's not just cow farts anymore. It's yours, too. So you're supposed to walk around with a plastic bag on your butt. <clears throat> yeah. And something over your face to capture the CO2 so we can sequester it, keep it in the ground. So, Rick from Cheyenne, what would be the carbon credit score if I stopped by a taco truck to get two bean burritos? Good question. Okay, now, this means, and by the way, I just so you know, just when I, for a moment there, if you heard a pause... And it was a brief pause. I do something I don't normally do. I don't drink a whole lot of sodas. But there was a Diet Coke that was in the refrigerator downstairs. And I do enjoy regular sodas to me. Too sweet. But I, I like the diet ones. So I decided I would pop that open. And the moment I popped it open, that has CO2 in it. It's a carbonated beverage. So does your beer, by the way. Now, for... Uh, sodas, a lot of the CO2 is captured from power plants and pumped into your sodas, in case you didn't know. That's actually something one of the things they do to create the CO2. But every time you open up a soda, that's a bubbly drink. At some point, they're going to come after your soda. Now, remember this date and time. It's 738. The date is 12-18-2023. I just made the prediction. At some point, they're going to come after your carbonated beverages of any kind because we can't have that. But then you're going to have to come after different foods because Rick in Cheyenne has a point. So you decide you're going to eat Mexican for lunch. You're going to have a bean burrito. Some chili. Whatever the case. Okay, if that's the case, it's going to increase your belching like I just did. I turned off the mic to belch briefly. And also your methane emissions. So you'll be emitting out of both ends. Now, if that's the case, then the cult of climate change has to end this food. They can't allow you to have this food. Because if you start eating like this, you're going to start emitting, and that leads to climate change. So just like they want cows to eat things that cause cows to have low emissions, they have to then change your diet to make sure that you're emitting less, which makes me wonder about the whole bug diet that they want us to get into. Does a diet rich in bugs, like they want you to eat instead of meat, does that cause 
greater emissions from you. Because if it does, then the bug diet's not going to work, is it? Rhiannon, for danger, people really, really need to just ignore these whack jobs. Yes, I agree. We do need to just ignore these whack jobs. On the other hand, Rhiannon, uh, this is show prep for me. Just so you know, I have four hours to kill. So I like the fact that these nut jobs exist. I just don't want them to actually be able to get away with anything. So let's think about this now. How many things are you, this will happen in the future. It will happen. Again, think about the date and time that I just gave you here. And let's start. It was 7.38 when I made the prediction. The date is 12-18-2023. They're going to start to ban your carbonated beverages. Then they're going to go after foods that cause belching and flatulence. Because we have to curb your carbon emissions. Not just the emissions of cows, but your personal emissions as well. How dare I pop open a diet soda over here, which as I'm talking to you is over here bubbling away, causing climate change. Yeah. So you drink beer. What other carbonated beverages do you drink? It's causing climate change right now. Every time someone pops open one of these drinks, we're causing climate change. That was CO2. Again, a lot of sodas, a lot of them are CO2 captured from power plants. So when it was in the can, it was actually sequestered CO2, but it's not sequestered anymore. I just released it. Hmm? Okay. How long do you think until this happens? I'm, I'm watching the clock now thinking that someday we're going to have this as a news story. Well, you never thought that they would actually try to do a study about human breathing and climate change, did you? Well, they did. So this is what comes next. 742, wake up. The only show broadcasting from a bunker under Devil's Tower. Hey, it's cold down here. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, 6 a.m. weekdays on AM 1030 and FM 95.1. 7.45 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. So uh, thank you for a beautiful weekend once again, Don. Nicely programmed. Very nice. About yeah. as good as you can really get it. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to give you what I've, I've been hearing a lot of different reasons why people are looking at the nice stretch we've been in and just not understanding it. When I watch your morning podcast, I have developed a Reader's Digest version. So I'll see if I'm right about this. Basically, a high-pressure system stalled over us. Correct. Okay. Now, on the west side and the east side of the country, they've been having some pretty serious weather. So we've been missing out on that. Well, yeah. And kind of a rule of thumb is if it's really stormy in the east, there's usually high pressure out here. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what's going on. But we also have a lot of low pressure uh, crashing the west coast. There's going to be quite a bit of rain uh, moving into California here over the next two or three days. and uh, But it's kind of a log jam. I yeah. think it's best to describe this high pressure ridge as a, is a dam. Mm. Uh, and eventually, you know, the dam holds things back, but right. eventually the dam breaks. Okay. Now on that note, we still have several days left. So go enjoy them. But now I know I'm still pushing you a bit on the Christmas forecast, but that looks like, uh, through the weekend and into Christmas about when the dam starts to crack. 
Yeah, the, the dam starts to weaken and, and crack a bit as early as middle to the end of the week. Okay. We'll start to see some showers. I mean, even western Wyoming, places like Jackson could start to see some shower activity midweek. But in terms of the bigger push of wintry weather, it's probably going to be sometime late Saturday, Saturday night in the west than the rest of the state Sunday into Monday. And we're, we're confident enough to say this, is that by then it is going to be getting a lot colder this very mild weather will end and there's going to be some opportunities for snow. And I, and I think the chances will be pretty much everybody across the state has got a chance. Now the question is, of course, the first question everybody asks is, well, how much can't tell you that yet. We're too far out, but I do think that we're going to probably have some travel headaches in that time frame. Okay. And yet still, I know again, it's still too far out, but it doesn't look like, because the moment I said, hey, we could get a, a white Christmas, right away people pictured like uh, the dam bursting, we're still in this analogy here, and a huge blizzard and stuff like that. It doesn't look like that to me. No, don't say that. Oh, I'm shutting up. Do not, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but again, I, I tell you this all the time, do not get ahead of your skis. Don't get and, ahead of there. Okay, and, and, okay. And one reason, one reason I'm, I'm saying that is, is that, we, we've been talking about El Nino, and, we, yeah. and and the thing is, is this is a merger of the polar jet coming in out of the north and this moist, uh, warmer jet stream that's coming out of Southern California. And so when you put those two together, it's a bit of a volatile mix. Mm-hmm. So you got to be got to be a little careful because uh, it's a. Uh, it's like gas and matches. If, yeah. if everything strikes together, then something bigger could come together. So we don't want to eliminate that possibility. I don't think you and I have ever used so many analogies in one weather break. I have learned that uh, weather analogies, uh, yeah. gas and matches, and sports analogies. And then there you really go. Works well. All right. Thank you, Don. All right. So now we we found every way to describe that to you possible. So off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino waiting by. All right, uh, Frank. Remember when you were a kid? Of course, you probably had like a water pistol. Oh yeah, I had okay. many. BB gun. Yeah. Oh okay. Big thing now, although those are still things. Nerf guns. I right? uh, yes. You know they, they they shoot those little like tiny little you know like yeah. heat shooting. You know. Yeah. Like, right. Right. Yeah. And and there's all sorts of uh, little. Well, there's the little rubber balls that they fire, yeah, but yeah, there's yeah. also the Nerf like a bullet basically. That's just a foamy thing that fires out. So here we are collecting toys for needy kids this past week. And uh, the number of people who showed up with, oh, dear dear Lord, Frank, you know, picture the machine gun that has the chain of bullets. Yeah. Okay, there. They have that with Nerf. Oh, really? And then the big barrels, <laughs> you know, like the, the machine guns with the big barrels yeah. like the old uh, mm-hmm. uh, mobsters would carry. Okay, just fill that with Nerf. Okay. Yeah, I mean, these kids are packing some... And then... Automatic fire nerf. Yeah, something that... Yes, yes, exactly. And then there's stuff that looks like grenade launchers. It's just a bigger nerf bullet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, dear Lord, I don't know. In our day and age, we had to pick up a stick and go pew, pew, and then argue with each other, I shot you, you did not. Those are the kind of nerf guns that that they they design for boys to shoot their sisters. Well, duh. Yeah, okay. It's not like the sister doesn't get revenge in other ways. Well, of course, but, you know. yeah. But also, you go after your dog and your cat with it. 
you know, I mean, this is what it was all meant for. And and that's what I, yeah, I didn't realize that, but that, those are good targets. Yes, yeah. and then and then after a while, you find them under the couch. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. National, National Finals Rodeo in the books from Las Vegas. The Wyoming and Contingent did quite well. Hillsdale native and Cheyenne High School grad Brody Crest uh, finished fourth in the world standings in the Saddle Bronc with over $312,000 in earnings this season. He was third in the average after winning money in round nine in the five spot and was out of the money in round ten. Also in the Saddle Bronc, Daniel Wyoming native Tanner Butner won money in the ninth round but not the tenth. He finished fifth in the average and ninth in the world standings with over $236,000 in earnings for the year. In the Bear Back Buffalo's Cole Reiner won money in the ninth round, finishing third with an 85 and a half, and took fourth in the tenth round with an 87. So all told, he was seventh in the world standings, winning over $251,000. He also placed third in the average. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys will be looking for a new offensive coordinator. Tim Polisak will be the new head coach at North Dakota State. He was the O-coordinator at NDSU from 2014 through 2016 and started his career at that school as a grad assistant back in 2006. He's been with the Cowboys offensive coordinator for the last three seasons and will not be coaching UW in the Arizona Bowl against Toledo coming up on the 30th of December. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos took a big hit in trying to qualify for the playoffs. They were burned by the Detroit Lions on Saturday, 42-17. Lions quarterback Jared Goff threw five TD passes, and the Broncos claimed the fame in this game is that Coach Sean Payton shoot out quarterback Russell Wilson on the sideline, and then Payton did not call for a spot review twice when the Broncos were on near the goal line in the fourth quarter and appeared that they scored. So it turned out the Broncos were flagged for a penalty later in that possession and ended up kicking a field goal to make it 28-10. That's inexplicable. Denver now 7-7. Seven and seven. Back on Saturday in men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys were battered by Weber State 84-71 to drop the 6-4. and four. The Pokes went nine minutes without a field goal at home, and they were thoroughly outplayed by Weber State's big men. Wildcats ended up with five guys in double figures and shot a whopping 56% from the floor. Cowboys at this point just look like an average team. They're going to win some. They're going to lose some. They'll be in El Paso on Wednesday for the Sun Bowl tournament to meet South Dakota State. Wyoming Cowgirls have lost three in a row. They were beaten on the road yesterday by Montana State 64 55. The Cowgirls had 20 turnovers in the game. That is way, way too much. And scored just five points in the first quarter. UW 4 and 5 on the year, and they'll be in a tournament in Las Vegas coming up on Thursday and Friday. That's in sports. Okay, uh, so football. Who's in the playoffs now? Oh, no, not yet. For not the yet. NFL, no, not yet. NFL, not yet. No, okay, I thought we you still, were saying we, we still got to get through like the Christmas oh, season. okay. So you when know? you said the Broncos were out. They, they, well, they, they, they were headed that way. Yeah. And then they decided to outcoach themselves. Okay. So the, How to figure that out? I'll coach I, I, themselves. Yeah, really. So it's not the players' fault. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Themselves. I wouldn't say. Say, come on, you got. You can have these plays reviewed. You throw that little red flag uh-huh. out there and say, um, let's take a look at this and see if we actually did score a touchdown. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, right. probably be worth it. Well, they had to find some way to screw it up. Uh, oh, they they, they do. Yeah. Why not be unique about it? I, there's a, there's a new way every time. Sure, every time. Next thing you know, it's going to be the water boys' fault. Exactly. That's yeah, sure. right. Yeah. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. And then you and I get back into it again. We open phones, 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming.
six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's one week till Christmas. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Yes, your weather forecast is going to be changing. We'll be talking to Don Day about that in the last uh, hour of the program. I can update you on that if you need some updating. But here's the deal. I had all sorts of stories ready to go, but these people that have been listening earlier this morning are dragging me back, which is fine. Because the more they talk to me about their ideas, the more bizarre that this gets, the more I want to talk to you who have just joined me. But first, Christmas. It's Christmas time in California, and the deals are hot. Everything is 100% off. That's right, 100% off. It's all got to go, including the store, your job, and the community. Don't forget to stock up on toilet paper and anything else you needed or wanted, whether you needed it or wanted it or not. Yes, it's the California fire sale. Because California's on fire again. But this time, it's not the forest. It's our cities, downtowns, shopping malls, and neighborhood stores. Now, don't worry, since we've defunded the police, nobody's gonna show up. So get in there and get what you can before the store burns down. Yes, it's the California fire sale. Everything's 100% off. Take advantage now before the store burns down or the businesses move to other states. No refunds or returns. This offer not valid in Wyoming or Texas. Where if you try it here, you will be shot. So, there you go. If you want to do some Christmas shopping, you just don't have to worry about paying anything. It's just, it's California. It's basically, it's not BOGO, it's grab-and-go. Okay, so there, it's just that easy for you. Okay, so I had started last hour with a story that led me. Well, it started with the incandescent light bulb ban, which means a lot of your traditional Christmas lights, eventually we're going to run out of those bulbs. And we're going to all have like LEDs and things like that. And a lot of people do like the old traditional Christmas light bulbs, but you're just not going to be able to find them anymore. And from there, it started to devolve into eventually we're talking about breathing where there was actually a study done by a UK scientist, a government-funded study that showed, yes, your breathing is leading to climate change. So I guess what? You better stop it and flatulence too. You knew sooner or later they were going to have to do that study. And then I said last hour, and I recorded the date and time is 738 the date is 12-18-23, and I predicted, since I found in the refrigerator here a soda, which I don't normally drink, but it's a Diet Coke, and I popped it open. Now, that is sequestered CO2. Governor Gordon would not be happy because we take CO2 from power plants and put them into sodas, in case you didn't know. So when you pop that open, that sequestered CO2 that's now bubbling and fizzing, and you're drinking it and belching it and so on. Then we got into, don't blame me, other people started to offer it up. Uh, there are certain foods that cause flatulence and belching and so on. So do they start to ban that? They're going to ban your sodas, your other carbonated beverages, things that cause excess flatulence. To name two people, <clears throat> to name two. Mike and Casper and Al in Hillsboro both said, hey, they come from my beer. Yeah, the revolution's on, essentially, is what they're saying. Don't you dare come from my beer. But just think about the prediction that I'm making here, because I don't think I'm too far off. These are the people who want you to eat bugs. Because, you see, meat, that's cows. Cows let loose a lot of methane. 
Believe it or not, the methane comes more out of the front end than the back, but it comes out of both ends. But they release a lot of methane. And so we have to quit eating cows and we all have to eat bugs. But what makes me wonder then, does eating bugs cause us to release a lot of methane? I don't know. Does it? And then what do we do with all of that methane? If, if we're eating bugs, they have to ban any food that causes flatulence in humans and anything that's a carbonated beverage of any kind. So at some point, they're going to come after your sodas and beers and things like that. I think we should make use of all of this. Why ban this stuff so we don't produce the methane? Let's use the methane. America is facing an ongoing energy crisis. As oil gets scarcer, gasoline gets more expensive, and the planet suffers. Electric cars? Most of their electricity comes from coal-fired plants or nuclear reactors. So what's the answer? How about a car that's good-looking, affordable, and runs on clean, environmentally responsible natural gas? Your natural gas. Introducing the Flatula Backfire. It runs like the wind because it's running on wind. Here's how it works. Using state-of-the-art sanitary technology, Flatula captures all your emissions and efficiently channels them directly to a powerful turbocharged engine. It's clean energy, green energy, and best of all, it's renewable. The Backfire's range is practically unlimited. But if you should happen to run low, don't worry. You're never too far from a Flatula authorized service center where trained, qualified providers stand ready to fill your tank with the gas that's right for your driving needs. Flatula Backfire. It's not just a smart car. It's the fart car. See, we could just be using all of this stuff for a technology like this. I don't see why the hell not. I don't think that they are, have really thought all of this out, frankly. But uh, mark my words, I did say 7.38 was the time, a.m. The date was 12-18-2023. And the whole idea of, well, banning sodas and other carbonated beverages, plus foods that make you belch and, you know, sorry, fart, that's got to that's gotta go. It's going to happen at some point. They're going to call for the banning of such stuff because of your emissions as a human being. Uh, that old joke about you want to stop climate change, hold your breath. Well, hold the other end, too. Well, <clears throat> okay. That, apparently, that's a thing now because they've actually been – the cult of climate change has been studious. On that note, let me switch over here. I put a story up. This is an update to a story that I gave you guys a while back. A while ago – I told you that worldwide, the use of coal, gas, and oil is at an all-time high. It's not going down. It's going up. All right. And then last week, the cult of climate change led by the UN had their COP28 meeting, which there was outrage that they weren't trying to ban organic fuels. Instead, uh, the small countries especially that are trying to get out of poverty said, hey, we need that stuff. You realize what it's like here? And your wind and solar is not helping us. So we need this stuff. So at the end of it, they finally decided to pass some resolution to slowly phase out organic fuels like coal, gas, and oil. All right. Despite that, I came across an update on the story this morning. 
You'll find it on the Wake Up Wyoming site. Efforts to dramatically reduce coal use in America didn't mean much, doesn't mean much when Asian countries use vastly more coal every single day. Global coal reached a record high in 2022, and according to the International Energy Association. China increased by 4.6%, that's around 200 million tons. India increased by 9%, that's about 97 million tons. Indonesia, which is trying to corner the global energy market for intensive nickel smelting, increased its coal use by 49 million tons, 32% increase. And they plan to do more. And you might think, well, Europe, Europe's using less than ever before. No, they're using more. Not as much as China and India, but Europe is increasing their coal usage by about 4.3%. Despite what you heard at the recent COP28, and then uh, oil, petroleum products in general, are on the increase as well as natural gas. So despite what they're saying, this is what's actually happening. In the meantime, here in the U.S., just looking at coal, demand for coal here in the United States fell by 8%. So you got to ask yourself at this point, what are we doing here? We're getting out of it. We're reducing our use of coal. Yet, at the same time, the world is using it more than ever before. In fact, India wants to increase their coal usage by another 30% at least within the next couple of years. So they've said. Despite what you heard at the United Nations, think despite what Greta Thunberg, that poor young thing, what she says, how dare you? Yeah, the use of all of these organic fuels is at an all-time high and continuing to increase, not going down, except here in the United States. And I have to ask the question at this point, why would we put ourselves in this position? Age 16, wake up. Honestly, he's just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app. is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, complete change of topic. And this is one of those, just just putting it out there in front of you here. I'm going to be as delicate as I possibly can. But at some point, you might just want to push your breakfast away and go, okay, I'll wait till he's done talking about it. And I also want to pick on a use of, I know I'll never win this battle. I never will. But I just, it drives me kind of crazy. You know, I I pay attention to words because words what I do. Between the radio show and writing books and articles and some words are what I do. And words have meaning. And so it drives me nuts when things are misused. We all make mistakes, but hey. So when somebody holds up their phone and says, hey, I just filmed some great footage. Would you like to see the videotape? Okay, none of that's true. The phone does not take film. The phone, you cannot take a roll of film and put it into a phone. It doesn't work that way. There's no videotape. You can't insert videotape. I'd like to see you try. I'll watch. Therefore, there's no footage. All right. So this is where it says Senate sex tape. There's no tape. No tape here. Tape does not exist. It's a digital recording. But all right. There is this congressional staffer. It's a leaked video where he decided to go into one of the, I guess, conference rooms or whatever with somebody else 
and they were going to basically do a video, and it was going to be really wild. You get the idea, right? Yeah. So these two guys are in this room and with a camera on, and dear Lord. <clears throat> and that got out somewhere. So, of course, the guy's fired. The question then has to be, are there going to be any charges? Besides him being fired, are there going to be charges for this? So this author that I'm reading from here, this is from the Hot Air blog, Jad Shaw is writing this. I've been covering the comings and goings in Washington for quite a while now, he said. But lately it just seems like I've been running across stories that as they must be taken from ill-conceived Saturday Night Live skits. Because they're so far from reality, basically. He says, that was certainly the case when I read about a male staffer allegedly working for a Democrat uh, senator who now is unemployed. See, it says here, filming himself stopped. Nobody was using film. It was a digital recording. Moving on. Uh, fully naked while uh, <clears throat> engaged with another man in a Senate hearing room and posting the video online. See, it's bad enough they did this. Then they decide to post it online. Now, I want to know, and who in Congress saw it because they were on that website? That's what I want to know. But, okay. The story was beyond outrageous and didn't seem plausible, but the staffer was given the boot and it appears it really happened. Now questions are being raised as to whether the stunt crossed the line from obscenity to and unprofessionalism to criminal conduct. It says the alleged congressional staffer who, again, filmed, he didn't film anything. Uh, no, no, it was a digital recording. Explicit uh, sex tape. Okay. Hang on. Wait, which is it? <clears throat> he filmed it or it was on tape? Because tape is videotape. That is a tape. But film is something different. So is it filming or taping it? Neither. It was digital. But all right. They're mixing it. as Okay, drives me nuts. I know you don't care, but it drives me nuts. Inside a Senate hearing room could face criminal charges, one lawyer argues. U.S. Capitol Police told Fox News they were aware of the amateur pornographic video published uh, by the Daily Caller on Friday, which, by the way, I think it was NBC News, I think it was, one of the other pseudo-news organizations out there tried to blame conservative media for this whole thing. Yeah, it's not the fault of the guys who went in there and did this. It's conservative media. It's their fault. But, all right... They won't get away with that, but all right. It shows someone identified as a congressional staffer engaging with another man in the heart. Oh, my God, the heart Senate office? Well, I mean, you remember the whole scandal with Hart when he tried to run for president, but okay. Uh, so according to the Daily I'm probably a different guy. According to the Daily Caller, the video was leaked after being... Shared in a private group for men in for men in politics. Imagine that. The men's identities have been confirmed as well. I don't want to know how they did that. So, quote, it is unlawful for a person in public to make an obscene or independent exposure of his or her, and it talks about what's and what those uh, acts may be, which I'm not going to read on the air. 
it's unlawful for a person to make obscene or uh, indecent proposals to a minor. A person who violates any provision of this section shall be guilty of a misdemeanor upon conviction and shall be fined not more than the amount of, and it talks about the amounts, 90 days in jail, stuff like that. Okay, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Do they bring criminal charges against? Right now, the guy is just out of a job. So they go on to point that such charges might be called into question when seeking to determine whether or not the inside of a locked Senate conference committee room will be considered in public. We may not know for a while. The Capitol Hill police released a statement saying they were aware of the existence of the video and were looking into it. Okay. Are you looking into it the same way we looked into cocaine being found in the White House? That's what I want to know. Is it, is it going to be the same kind of investigation? Uh, whether charges are brought or not is really not the point. This appears to be, as story says, yet another sign of these standards in Washington, D.C., having fallen unbelievably far from what they once were, or at least aspired to be. I'm going to say from what they aspired to be. Because we're talking Congress here. So did they ever achieve that level? Maybe some point they did for a brief time, but I'm going to say they, they they say they aspire to be, but they never really did. There's no question that other people have uh, frolicked inside the Capitol complex in the past. Some even admitted to it in their memoirs, but it was generally done in private inside someone's office, and they certainly didn't publish videos of their actions online. Okay, there's your Congress for you. I know you're not surprised. Uh, Mike in Leeds, South Dakota, since Congress has been doing this to us for decades, it almost seems appropriate. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Milo in Fort Danger. Film tape drives you crazy like calling a magazine for a firearms a clip. I hate. Oh, yeah. When someone talks about a magazine for a gun and they call it a clip instead of a magazine. Yeah, that I know. I agree. Let's wake up Wyoming. He's not a politician, but his pants are on fire. Could someone grab an extinguisher? Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Did I forget to mention open phones? I think I did. It is open phones, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject fine by me. That's a Chet and Yoder again here. I know the difference. Of a clip and a removable mag, but what is a short-barreled rifle? A pistol with a long barrel so you can <laughs> tap, tap them on the shoulder before you shoot them? I guess that's pretty much it, yeah. <clears throat> if you just join us, I, I, I get picky about sometimes the meaning of words because the way they're just often misused without people thinking about it. And I try not to really say too much because it drives me nuts and I just, never mind, I don't want to be a grammar Nazi in this case. But, yeah, but for me it was not just clip magazine. When people say it's a clip and they mean magazine, but also when people say they hold up their cell phone, I filmed it, got some great footage. You want to see the videotape? And they're holding a digital device. Okay. Yeah, I look at this every time something like that just kind of pops up. I just All right, so... 
Let me see. I had one, and then I let it go. Let me go ahead and bring the story back up again, because there's so much. Here we go that I wanted to cover during the course of today. So government employees on official travel must rent a electric vehicle or ride the rails. This is new. Yeah, I know. And I I bet you they're just not going to do this. They're just not going to. But here's the rule. Uh, White House takes action to force government workers to travel via electric vehicle and rail. I, when it, when this is supposed to take effect, I would like you, wherever you're listening from, keep an eye on different federal government employees to see if they're doing this. Because I don't think they're going to. Quote, these operational challenges will accelerate the clean transportation transformation, the White House says. I got news for you. There actually isn't going to be a transformation. I don't believe that there is. What has taken place so far has been forced by government through heavy subsidies and whatever they could do to pass laws to try to change the way you do things. But as you know, the wind and solar industries struggle and die when the subsidies run out. And the same thing goes for electric vehicles. Uh, Some have been purchased, but a lot of them have been returned. And the market's just not doing well despite all the subsidies. But all right. So from the White House, the actions which the White House and... Uh, said, fulfill the president's promise to lead by example on tackling climate change. <laughs> Seek to take advantage of the federal government's annual business travel purchases uh, with, uh, they want $2.8 billion and the nation's largest, em- they're the nation's largest employer at this point. Overall, government employees on official businesses took more than 2.8 million flights and made about 2.3 million vehicle and rental uh, exchanges, if you will, for about 33,000 rail trips last year. Under the guidance, air quotes here, guidance, government employees must rent electric vehicles on official travel when the cost of the EV is less than or equal to the most affordable, comparable gas-powered vehicle available. So, you know, there's a little, you see that little caveat they put in there. Additionally, employees must opt for electric vehicles when using taxis and rideshare platforms when they are cost-competitive. In addition, employees must only use rail on trips that require less than 250 miles of travel instead of driving or flying. For local travel, employees will be required to use public transportation, a rule that includes travel upon arriving at an off-site location. Quote, this will save the taxpayer money and reduce pollution that jeopardizes people's health and fuels the climate crisis, they say. Now, again, this is what's there, but watch to see who actually does this. The president doesn't even do this. I mean, this is the rules from the White House. But whenever the president shows up somewhere, what's he riding in? That's not an electric vehicle. What are the Secret Service and other staff members riding in? Those are not electric vehicles. Oh, maybe someday they'll give that a try, but I don't see any push to buy an electric vehicle or a limo for the president, do you? All right. So the story says, as my life has always been one big accident waiting to happen, he says, all I can think of was who wanted to pay for the additional 
collision coverage when you're the one with the authorization to secure the car. And at the cost for fender benders, it will, well, think about that. Um, the federal government put in an extra, well, whatever it costs for these electric vehicles. Plus, again, collision coverage for these vehicles are a little bit higher right now, it's basically saying. Sorry. Sweeping first-of-its-kind analysis published by a think tank, Texas Public Policy Foundation, or for short, includes electric vehicles would cost tens of thousands of dollars more if it were not for generous funding and incentives, which to me says they do cost tens of thousands of dollars more. It's just we don't see that we have to pay that directly. We don't see it because it comes from money being borrowed from future generations. But all right, doesn't come directly out of your wallet. According to Tipfuff, which is the Texas Policy Public Policy Foundation, they got to come up with a better acronym than that. Uh, authorized by energy experts John Isaac and Brent Bennett, the average model will cost approximately 48000 496 more to own over a 10-year period. Wow. The average EV would cost approximately $48,698 more to own over a 10-year period, with a staggering $22 billion in taxpayer-funded handouts that the government provides to electric manufacturers and owners. And he goes into more of a cost breakdown here. But, okay, so let me get away from that for a moment, because at the same time, I'd come across... Let's see, movement, celebration, life expectancy. There was one that had to do with your automobile manufacturers having taken a lot of money, a lot of money, in subsidies for these vehicles and then not producing these vehicles. Oh, here's one of the stories, one of several. General Motors laying off about 1,300 Michigan auto workers after raking in million from taxpayers. And basically, it's one of several stories that I have here that talks about the electric vehicle market. And it's not just federal taxes, it's local state taxes and so on as well, that there's being subsidized for battery plants and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so what are we getting out of this? Well, these auto dealers, auto makers, despite all of the subsidies, are losing money on it. And so they're slowly but surely getting out of the business, little by little. Despite all the commercials you see on television, they're slowly but surely backing off from the electric vehicle market because even Ford has lost billions of dollars in the EV market. It's just not working out for them. This is why I said from the very beginning of all of this, despite their best intentions, despite the best intentions, whether you agree with it or not, you cannot force an artificial market. Capitalism happens successfully because it's organic. It's just what the market does. When you try to force the market to do something, you're trying to force people to do something that they don't want to do. And that doesn't work out, as we've seen. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. On air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 48 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Off we go to the Icebox Frank Gambino's waiting by. Okay, so uh, we were having a discussion earlier this morning, and you were not having this discussion with me by your choice. 
right. I had sort of forced it upon you. Yes. Yeah. So uh, as we get closer and closer to Christmas, the less and less work gets done. It's senioritis. Yeah. It's, so you call it senioritis. Yes. I mean, you know, like when you're a senior in high school and, you know, graduation is about six weeks away. Right. You're not doing anything. Not a thing. No, no. You just kind of show up. Nothing. Yeah. Now, you and I still have to produce stuff. But I wonder, does the quality of the stuff we produce, like today's show for me on air, absolutely just sucks. And the, well, it is Monday, so it I'm, I'm going sure. to give you a break. On okay, that, but the, I think by the closer we get to Friday, which is closer to Christmas, is just going to keep sucking even more. Well, I, I think this is the week that everyone kind of winds down anyway. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, you know, I mean, you want to be with your, you know, there's holiday stuff. You still got to get shopping done. You want to yeah. figure out what you're going to do with your family, what you're not going to do with your family. So if everyone's going to wind down a little bit, guess the what? show can too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We, we can, and so, we will. So as the show gets more and more lackluster. And I don't care anymore about quality or content. Basically, everybody out there is with me on that. Glenn is phoning it in, essentially, and we can do the same thing. Now, you can yeah. resurrect yourself by saying, you know what, on January 1st or 2nd, oh, oh, yeah. we start and say, new year. you know, like, hey, it's a new year. I'm, I'm re- you know, I'm invigorated. I yeah. got all this stuff. You know, and I, and I have always thought, like, you know, like with New Year's resolutions, right. what are you waiting for? Okay. Why are you waiting for New Year's Day to, for, to make a resolution? Do it yeah, now! Just do it right now. See, here's my problem with this. We've always talked about this every single year. Every year, I promise my resolution is to not make any New Year's no, resolutions. No, no, no. Oh, I, I agree totally. But the moment I say that, what have I done? You've made a resolution Therefore, not to I've resolve. already broken my promise, haven't I? Okay, so... We just ignore the whole thing. Yes. Okay. So I, I don't know what to do then, Frank. I've, de- because it's self-defeating. At well, that you point. can you can just term it a different way. It's all semantics. It, it, it Say, all it really. I always, plan okay, to do right. this in 2024. But uh, I plan sure. to avoid this yes, right, in 2024. Yeah. What if I just what if I just resolve that I'm going to get fatter and lazier? Well. Well, what's exciting about that? That happens to everybody. Yeah, I know, but at least I can achieve it. Oh, of course. All right. Well, in college football, the Wyoming Cowboys will be looking for a new offensive coordinator. Tim Polisak will be the new head coach at North Dakota State. He was the offensive coordinator at NDSU from 2014 through 2016. Started his career there as a grad assistant. He's been with the Cowboys as the offensive coordinator for the last three seasons. Will not be coaching UW in the Arizona Bowl against Toledo coming up on December the 30th. In the National Football League, the Denver Broncos took a big hit and trying to qualify for the playoffs. They were burned by the Detroit Lions on Saturday, 42-17. Lions quarterback Jared Goff threw five TD passes, and the Broncos claimed the fame in this game is that Coach Sean Payton chewed out quarterback Russell Wilson on the sideline, and this Payton guy did not even call for a spot review twice when the Broncos were right down on the goal line in the fourth quarter and looked like they may have scored. Turned out the Broncos were flagged for a penalty, and then they ended up kicking a field goal when they were trailing 28-7 in the fourth quarter. Figure that one out. Denver is now 7-7. Seven and seven. Back on Saturday in men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys were battered by Weber State 84-71. They dropped the 6-4. and four. Cowboys had a long, cold, cold stretch. Nine minutes without a field goal at home, no less. And they were thoroughly outplayed by Weber State's big men. Wildcats ended up with five guys in double figures and shot a whopping 56% from the floor. Cowboys at this point look like an average team. They're going to win some. They're going to lose some. But they will be in El Paso on Wednesday for the Sun Bowl tournament to meet South Dakota State. Wyoming Cowboys have lost three in a row. 
overall. They were beaten on the road yesterday by Montana State, 64-55. The Cowgirls with 20 turnovers in that game. That's way, way, way too much. And scored just five points in the first quarter. UW 4-5 and five on the year. They'll be in a tournament in Las Vegas Thursday and Friday. National Finals Rodeo wrapped up on Saturday night in Las Vegas. The Wyoming contingent did really well. Hillsdale native and Cheyenne East High School grad Brody Crest finished fourth in the world standings of the Saddle Bronc with over $312,000 in earnings. He was third in the average after winning money in round nine in the five spot and out of the money in round 10. Also in the Saddle Bronc, Daniel Wyoming native Tanner Butner won money in the ninth round, but not the 10th round. He finished fifth in the average and ninth in the world standings with over 236 grand in earnings. In the bareback, Buffalo's Cole Reiner won money in the ninth round, finishing third with an 85 and a half and took fourth in the 10th round with an 87. So all told, seventh in the world standings for Reiner, winning over $251,000 and he placed third in the average. Great rodeo by all those guys. And that's it in sports. So our Wyoming rodeo guys they made did, some they, bank. They, they, they made some bank. Okay. And they, they were competitive. All three of them were, you know, high in the, uh, in the world standings. They won some money. You know, they, you know, to finish that high in the average in a rodeo like that. Okay. Holy smokes. That's, that's kicking it. Judge, all right. Well, you know, they, now all of that money has to go to their medical bills and taking care of their animals. Pretty much. Pretty well, not much all of it. Well, not all of it, no. You know, I mean, I, I, I think they're... A little they're bit of in, money to get home. I, I think they're entitled to a beer or two. Okay, well, okay. No, I, no after a record like that, people buy them beers. Or that, is it like that, golf where if you get a hole in one, it's on you? Yeah, I, I think the guy who wins with some cash, he's, he's buying the first round. Oh, okay. I, I should okay. hope. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on I don't know the rules for these things. I always thought that uh, the guy who got a hole in one, everybody should buy him a beer and then laugh as he staggers out. <laughs> Somebody give him a ride home. Coming up on local news, national news, weather forecast, not necessarily in that order. Wake up, Wyoming. Time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me because uh, Mike had said, hey, might be something wrong with you. Okay. Uh, Miss Mary, reset the phone. So if you want to try to get in, 888-97 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. That's okay. We are coming up on Christmas time. And I know a lot of folks out there feel like between the United Nations and our federal government and sometimes local government, it's like we're dealing uh, with, well, more with a Star Wars scenario than an American scenario. So let's combine the two. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not call on your Jedi. The Empire is coming to town. We have a Death Star. We've tested it twice. Tracking down rebels and ending their lives. The Empire is coming to town. This is very bad feeling about this. Kind of gross. <laughs> Just so you know, the closer we get to Christmas, the worse these satirical bits 
will become. Let's go to Fred, who's in Colorado. Hello, Fred. Wait a second. There, are you there, Fred? Yes, I'm here. Here, I got you now. Go ahead. I just want to say, how are you this beautiful day? I, I am just perfectly over-caffeinated, just at the peak, which means <laughs> the nap will come shortly after the show. All right. I've got two things for you, if I could. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and they both have to do with carbon. I have a neighbor who has one of these big um, diesel Ram trucks. Yeah. He's got a sticker on his truck, and it says this. It's okay. I identify as a Prius. Yeah, there you go. That's all you have to do is say it, identify it, and you're it. We're good. Absolutely. So I'm yeah. going to recommend that you get your friends at Griner Ford when they sell a truck to hand that out to a, a, yeah. a sticker out so that the people can feel good about themselves. I came across, I couldn't believe that I actually found this, but it was just hysterical. Some guy had a big Bronco. You know the new Bronco? Uh-huh. Yeah. And he put a sticker that looks legit. It looks like one of those metal stickers they attach to your vehicle that advertise the uh, whatever dealership. And it said, Bronco, white privilege edition. <laughs> and thought, oh, and he, he has a University of Wyoming license plate on there. He's going to drive some people absolutely crazy with that. Absolutely. But, yeah. The other thing you were talking about, uh, if they want to uh, cut out methane in that for people to stop breathing. Yeah. I got a bigger one. Okay. All the animals in the world have to stop breathing uh -huh. or they have to do what you talked about at the dairy farm in, in uh, France. Yeah. They've got to get masks and diapers. There you go. But if you think about all the animals in the world, I think they create more methane problems. Oh, absolutely. They problems. Do. Yeah. They're always picking on the cow and I understand the cow has multiple stomachs, et cetera, et cetera, but that's not the only animal. And I wonder if we take a look at bugs and other such things. In fact, it was uh, there's even those in the cult of climate change that are actually blaming trees because when trees die, they release all of that CO2 back into the atmosphere. So we've got to sequester dead trees. Well, Glenn, I have a breaking news for you, if yeah. I could. Go ahead. I had a talk with a planet, uh -huh. and the planet told me they don't care what we do when they get sick and t when it gets sick and tired of us, it's just going to wipe us uh, out. There you go. It happens to all the other species that got sick and tired of. Exactly. Right. Well, I just want to wish you a merry a merry Christmas. All right. Thank you, Fred. Fred calling from um, Colorado, so you can do that too. Triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. If you missed it earlier this morning, yeah, there actually was a study done on human breathing. So I don't know. You know the old joke about you better hold your breath. You're causing climate change. There was actually a United Kingdom study on human emissions because of breathing. I, let them keep going because the more absurd it gets, the harder they are, the harder it's going to be for them to keep this story up. But I, I can get more into that, but Micah's on the phone. Hello, Micah. Oh, well, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said to Frank last hour, don't worry. This The closer we get to Friday, the crappier this show is going to get because everybody's basically on vacation. Oh, I don't know. They yeah. can listen to you from anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah I but mean, I don't I have do. to do a good because show. Because you're out of town, that's no I excuse. But I don't have to do a good show. <laughs> well, well, that's true. That's true, yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway... Speaking of emissions, this Saturday I called in to Nick the Motor Guy, yeah, and I was asking him some questions about the plant that he went to visit down in India, mm -hmm. 
the uh, um, motorcycle plant. Right. And I asked him some questions regarding emissions. So my request is for you to get hold of Nick and have him pull up those questions that I asked him and have a conversation with you about it because it was quite interesting. The whole world is not necessarily on the same page. Oh, obviously not, no. You get the impression, and if you heard me talking about this earlier this morning, you get the impression that we're all on the same page. But with a story that I put up this morning on the Wake Up Wyoming site, which is a follow-up story, the world is using more coal, gas, and oil than ever before, and the number's going up, not down. So what we're being sold is just garbage. That's true. And that brings me to another point. You who loves the English language, right? To be used properly. Actually, fossil also just simply means old. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to pertain to just plants or animals or, you know, whatever. So actually, people can call coal in that sense, right. But now, Product. to use the way they originally intended it, like when you drive by a Sinclair station and they have the dinosaur out front. But if yep. you know where petroleum comes from, it has nothing to do with dinosaurs. And the way they originally started using the word fossil fuels is that's what they meant is it came from, you know, things like dinosaurs and stuff like that. They weren't using it in the sense that you're using it, which is why I reject. Also, People tend to think of fossil as dirty. So when I say organic, organic is good, right? It's sustainable if it's organic? Well, I always thought of fossils like like with the archaeologists. Yeah, that's and what I'm... I've never yeah, considered yeah. that dirty. Right. No, but that's what... They're, they're trying to say it that way. Because, old. you see, they always call uh, things Haven't clean... Have you ever called old people old I, of course I have, yes, yes. And so, okay, well. so so when an old person, when grandpa <laughs> just goes ahead and, and rips one right after dinner, that's a, basically, well, that's methane. Yeah, that's <laughs> methane, so that would be a fossil fuel, right? Okay. I'm glad we had this conversation, Micah. <laughs> oh, I am too. It really made my day. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling. Bye. So, no, I, I call it, um, and this is where I don't like the other side, you know, seizing the language as they do. Because they, they call it fossil fuel, and they also will say dirty fossil fuels. Okay. At the same time, they call wind and solar and electric cars clean, green, sustainable, affordable, reliable. And as you know, it's actually none of that. So there's where my attempt to not allow them to have control of the language. I'll go ahead and say organic fuel, and I refuse to call wind and solar and electric cars clean, green, reliable, sustainable, anything like that. So off we go since the phones are open, Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. Judy is in Mills, Wyoming. Hey, Jude. Hey, good morning. I was scamming the papers this morning, or should I say the online website. Uh, John Kerry, he, uh, he says, end all coal plant, power plants, yeah. construction in your entire world. Yeah. Okay, now think about this. Who in Wyoming is pushing to close our coal-fired plants? Uh, yeah. Um, okay, those, those are the people you need to vote out of office. Anybody who's pushing to close our, our coal-fired plants. Right. I mean, if you ask them straight out to their face, they're going to lie to you. You know that. And if you know they're lying to you, just look back at their voting record. 
Right. Uh, there's a place you can go online, and it was Brenda's site as soon as it was, and she keeps track of how all these guys vote. And it looks like about 70% of our House legislators are bad people. Okay. They vote, they vote along that party line of a Democrat getting rid of our coal-fired plants, uh, setting up uh, percentages where wind towers don't even have to pay taxes anymore, but yet they're going to get subsidies, the whole nine yards. we got to clean up Wyoming, folks, huh? or we're, we're going to be freezing to death. I mean, think about it. we got hit with the property taxes. We got hit with, I just got my irrigation bill. You know what? I got 10 acres, $1,000 a year. Mm-hmm. For some little guy to jump out of the truck and turn my water on, and then come back three three or four days later and jump out of the truck again and turn my water off. That's we, it's outrageous. Okay. We'll so, be built. Well, while we're at it, let's go ahead and start stop this whole carbon sequestration nonsense because that's already running up your electric bill. Oh yeah, well they got their seven percent back in July. I didn't hear anybody addressing that. Yeah. And with their 8%, they still ended up with 15%. So I think they declared themselves winner. I oh, think no, we this, were sold out. This is exactly and what they think, wanted, yeah. Yeah, they got exactly what they wanted. And I know, uh, you know, we all love Harriet, God bless her soul. But I wish she would have looked back and seen that they had already built us for 7% back in July. Yeah. So I left a little uh, email in her box and told her that, you know, before you comment, maybe you want to read a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Have one of your guys do the research and find out because it only makes you kind of look foolish, you know. Okay. And God knows I, God knows I love her. I met her 15 years ago, and I thought she was a wonderful person. So anyway, she's doing a good job in, in Washington, so I can't fault her, okay. you know, too bad. But John Barrasso, he keeps shoving that uh, carbon credit and stuff like that. It's time for that boy to go. Okay. Thank okay. you, Judy. 918 is the time. I will update for those people who missed it. Uh, absolutely correct, our friend in Colorado. Oh, in fact, I'm, I'm sorry, Maiko, absolutely correct when she talked to Nick the Motor Guy, who does a weekend car show at our radio station, KGAB, that carries this program. And as he talked about the rest of the world not really caring about emissions, I'll explain that. And why in Wyoming we're the only one reducing the use of coal compared to the rest of the world. Hang on. Got that coming up. Let's wake up Wyoming. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. Nine twenty four is the time. Hello, Michelle. She's in Greeley. Organic and green is. Oh, I say, it, I'm sorry. It just updated on me. Back I go. Mark, organic and green is not clean or necessarily safe. Many of the most toxic chemicals are organic. That's true. Examples of nicotine is organic and common insecticides and extremely toxic. Well, the reason I do that when I say organic fuel is because the cult of climate change. They love to talk about organic as if it's all good. Now, you and I, Michelle, both know that that's not true. But they talk about it as if it's all good. It's organic. Whenever you go to buy food somewhere, it's organic. Therefore, it's good, right? But as you're pointing out, not necessarily. Just because you said organic. And just because they said that wind and solar, they use clean, green, sustainable, affordable, reliable. And you know the opposite of all of that is true. 
So what I'm doing is I'm just doing what they do. I'm using the language, okay? So instead of fossil fuels, I'm saying organic fuels because it is organic material. And then I refuse to refer to wind, solar, and electric cars as clean, green, affordable, sustainable, reliable, or anything like that because it's not. Uh, none in Kingsburg. Gordon is and has been nothing but a carpetbagger. He is in the pocket of Bill Gates and his nuclear plant project. Barrasso is a deep state creep that can't go to the latrine without uh, Mitch McConnell saying so, so they both need to be gone. So that's none in Kingsburg. I got to look up where is Kingsburg. I don't know that one. But I'll look it up because that's actually a new place to me. All right, I'll find out where that is. Now, for those people who missed it, I, this is an update on a story that I gave to you a while ago. So efforts to dramatically reduce the use of coal is only happening in America. Yeah, we're down about in the past few years about 8% in our usage of coal here in America. In the meantime... And this is going to drive the cult of climate change nuts. China increased the use of coal by 4.6%, which amounts to about 200 million tons in 2022. India increased its consumption at that same time by 9%. That's about 97 million tons. Indonesia, which is trying to corner the global market on nickel smelting, Increase their use of coal by 49 million tons, a 32% increase. And they intend to increase it even more than that. Europe, you would think Europe, with all their talk about climate change and fighting climate change, that they would have decreased their use of coal, but they have increased it by 4.3%. So... According to the report, despite uh, hydropower, nuclear energy generation, some European countries, a weak economic and mild winter in Europe, uh, the impact of natural gas prices, they ended up switching over to coal because they wanted reliable energy. Again, the wind and solar thing wasn't working out. It was too expensive and not reliable. So they turned on their coal power plants again. That's why they had a peak. Here in the United States... Our demand for coal fell by about 8%. So in other words, when you look around the world, we are the only ones that are reducing anything. That's why when Micah calls and says she talks to our weekend show on KJB and Cheyenne, Nick, the motor guy, and has a conversation with Nick about, again, he's looking at motorcycles being built somewhere else, not here in America. And so what do they think about uh, emissions? Please. They're not really concerned about it, nor nor are most other countries either. So it's something that's being pushed on you, and it's being sold to you as if this is something that the whole world is doing. But the whole world isn't doing it. That's the thing. The whole world is not doing what they're claiming. Despite the fact that the United Nations just finished their recent climate conference, climate conference number 28. So you would say, and they said, well, we're going to phase out the use of coal, gas, and oil. So they said, and yet we're using it more, not less. Greta Thunberg must be thrown a conniption at this point. Coming up on local news update on your weather forecast. 
to Wake Up Wyoming. Live and local all across Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Thirty-six of time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right. So something that I had mentioned earlier this morning, just so you know, we've been having some really nice weather for a little while here, and I've heard quite a few people go, "What's with all the nice weather?" And I've heard all sorts of explanations as to why people think the nice weather's here. I came up with a theory based on what I've been hearing from meteorologists, including our own regional weatherman Don Day. So when I had him on this morning at seven forty-five, I asked him. It's a Reader's Digest version. We've been stuck in this nice weather for quite a while because a high-pressure system stalled over us. And he said yes. Now, I just on the ridiculously large television they put in the studio with me, I was just looking at some harsh weather that's hitting the East Coast. Now, when it was going through the South, it was a lot of rain and flooding. As it moves up the coast, it's going to become snow. That's happening on the East Coast. On the left coast, it's been a lot of rain and a lot more is coming, including snow up in the mountains and so on. So everybody around us is getting all sorts of weather. Even down below in parts of Texas, they're getting all sorts of weather down there. We've had this nice round bubble of high pressure just sitting over top of us. And it hasn't moved. It's just stuck. Okay. Well, and, and if you think about it, Don Day used the analogy of like a dam being blocked. So like a log jam. Well, and that's basically what's happened between high and low pressure systems. This thing got stuck. Well, at some point, it's going to give way. And so that's where as we get closer to this weekend and Christmas, it gives way and here comes winter. All right. So I enjoy it while you can. You got another day or so of this and then it starts to move out and winter starts creeping in. We'll keep you posted on that. Couple of other things I want. Oh, see, Mark and Cheyenne. If CO two makes bubbles in soda and pops when open, what is going to happen when it's sequestered under the ground? <gasps> Good point. Ah, oh, t- <laughs> no. Let's freak out the cult of climate change. One day, all of that CO two. If okay, wait, 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 Mark. I have a I have a thought. Now, this is not science, but let's have some fun with it. If you take a can of soda and shake it up, yeah, at some point, I mean, if if there's, the pressure could reach a certain level, it could actually cause the can or the bottle, the plastic bottle, to explode, right? Okay. You'd have to have a lot of CO2 in there in a really weak can or bottle, but, I mean, you could, theoretically, right? Okay. So here's a bunch of CO2 sequestered under the ground to save us from climate change and then we have an earthquake and it shakes up all the co2 under there and causes a big causes a big explosion now of course that's nonsense absolute garbage but we can freak them out with that they're trying to freak us out with their nonsense we can make up our own can we yeah okay uh good news and bad news i'll hit you with the good news first Despite all of what you're told, all these horrible things are happening, including a climate crisis and et cetera, et cetera. Good news. Life expectancy is still going up. 
the average age for a boy born in 2022 will be 82.2 years. The average age for a girl, 86.5 years. Now, this is, I look at this and I think that's not, that's not fair. That's a lot like when men, they say, get paid more than women. And so we have to do some, pass some kind of a law to fix that. And of course, you know, that study's garbage too, but if that's the case. So, uh, it's not right that ladies get to live longer than the men. So we need to do something about this to make sure that by the time a woman gets to 82.2 years old, um, do we offer? Do we do, do we go soylent green on her? How do we work this? I don't know. We'll have to figure that out because that's not, just not right. So that means I'll die when I'm like 82 years old and Miss Mary will live to 86 years old if she doesn't kill me first. And we all know she's going to kill me first. Okay, so there's there's that. But it is nice to see that life expectancy on planet Earth on average is going up, not down. Despite everything that you've heard. All right, now put that aside. Now here's the bad news. 86% of Generation Z, so we keep saying millennials, millennials are like in their 30s now. So 86% of Gen Z kids suffer from menu anxiety. Menu anxiety, meaning they are too scared to order food at a restaurant when the waiter approaches. One third can't even talk to the waiter when they order. Now, I don't know if that's actually true or not. Researchers asked more than 2,000 people how relaxed they feel while eating out at a sit-down restaurant, hoping to gauge how enjoyable the experience is. About 86% of Gen Z adults, 18 to 24 in this study, admitted they've suffered from menu anxiety when dining in restaurants compared to 67% of all respondents. Some of these young adults, 34%, reported feeling so anxious they wound up asking other people to speak for them. I 100% blame the parents on that. Okay, 100%. Dirt Mom in Riverton. Not only sodas, but air guns that use little CO2 canisters. I've talked about that too in the past, Dirt Mom. Again, she's over there in Riverton, Wyoming, listening. I, I use CO2 guns all the time, and I've talked about it in the past. In fact, you know, I'm going to have, Dirt Mom, I'm going to have to add it to the list. Things that need to be banned. Because this morning, I was saying at some point, they're going to come after sodas, and God, it's going to be a revolt. But beer, because of bubbles. We can't have that because it's causing climate change. They're going to come after your pellet guns, too. 943, wake up. Serious takes on local politics, or something like that. Tune in weekdays, 6 to 10 a.m. to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Nine forty-eight is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Campino's waiting by. Uh, Frank, I have to say that I admire people who are lazy when but creative when it comes to christmas decorating when they're lazy yeah well okay for instance for instance you your yeah, tree just stays I, I, up I, I just keep it up the whole yeah, year yeah there you go that's very that's lazy. okay think <clears throat> smarter yes 
work less. Yeah, there you go. Now, the other one is, you know, there's all of those blow-up th- ornaments people oh, yeah. put up there. Okay. One guy just decided, because, you know, they don't keep them blown up all the time. During the day, they're just laying around. They yeah. blow them up at night when they light up. <laughs> so the guy just let them lay flat all over the ground. And then he got a plastic Yoda with a lightsaber and put him in the middle. To make it look like Yoda had just offed them all. See, that's not lazy. That's uh, I think that's easy to do. You just drop them on the ground and put Yoda out there, and you're done. Yeah. What's you know? And, and then you don't have to inflate the ones at night anyway. Sure. So now the other one I really enjoyed was the guy who instead of putting lights up all over his house, he started to put a string of lights up on the eaves up there, but then it comes down to the ground and it's in a pile, and he has a blow up Grinch. That looks like it's pulling down the lights. <laughs> See how much time he saved there? Hours. Yes. Hours. <laughs> hours. 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 Absolute genius. I do something creative so you don't have to spend it. And think of you're putting your life in how much danger? Not much. You know, it's only electricity, right? Exactly right. Okay. Now, what I told my sister she should do. So we're in Florida and we see there's some palm trees and each palm tree in front of the house has one big blow-up Christmas, uh, looks like an ornament you'd hang from a tree, mm-hmm. but it's blown up this bigger than a beach ball, and there's a light inside it. Okay. Okay, so I told her, just get one of those, anchor it down in your front yard, and light it up. Call it good. <laughs> and she did that. Not yet, no. But, I mean, think about it. One big Christmas ball that's lit up in your front yard, and everybody drives by going, oh, that looks so cool. How much work did you have to do? Little, if any. And everybody's impressed. Yes, that's, that's the whole point of this. The National Finals Rodeo concluded in Las Vegas on Saturday night. The Wyoming contingent did really well. Hillsdale native and Cheyenne East High School grad Brody Crest finished fourth in the world standings in the Saddle Bronc with over 312000 in earnings. He was third in the average after winning money in round nine in the five spot, out of the money in round ten. Also in the Saddle Bronc, and Tanner Butner from Daniel won money in the ninth round but not the tenth. He finished fifth in the average and ninth in the world standings with over 236000 in earnings. In the bareback, Buffalo's Cole Reiner won money in the ninth round. He took third with an 85 and a half and then took fourth in the tenth round with an 87. So he was seventh in the world standings, winning over $251,000 and placed third in the NFR average. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys will be looking for a new offensive coordinator as Tim Polisek will be the new head coach at North Dakota State. He was the O-coordinator at, at NDSU from 2014 through 2016. Started his career there as a grad assistant in 2006. He's been the Cowboys offensive coordinator for the last three seasons and will not coach UW in the Arizona Bowl against Toledo coming up on the 30th of December. In the National Football League, the Denver Broncos took a big hit in trying to qualify for the playoffs. They were burned by the Detroit Lions on Saturday, 42-7. Lions quarterback Jared Goff threw five touchdown passes. And the Broncos' claim to fame in this game is that Coach Sean Payton shoot out quarterback Russell Wilson on the sideline. And then Payton did not call for a spot review twice when the Broncos were on the doorstep of the goal line in the fourth quarter. It appeared a couple times they were already in the end zone. But he said, nah, let's, we'll pass on that. As it turned out, the Broncos were flagged for a penalty. And he ended up kicking a field goal from the doorstep to make it 28-10. Why are you kicking a field goal when you're down 28-3? Denver is now 7-7. Seven and seven. Back to college 
college basketball on the men's side, the Wyoming Cowboys were battered by Weber State 84-71 to drop to 6-4. and Pokes went nine minutes without a field goal at home, and they were thoroughly outplayed by Weber State's big men. The Wildcats ended up with five guys in double figures and shot a whopping 56% from the floor. Cowboys at this point look like it just an average team. They're going to win some, and they're going to lose some. And there'll be no pass on Wednesday for the Sun Bowl tournament to meet South Dakota State. Wyoming Cowgirls have lost three in a row. They were beaten on the road yesterday by Montana State, 64-55. Cowgirls with five points in the first quarter. They had 20 turnovers in the game. That is way, way, way too much. UW 4-5 and five on the year. They'll be in a tournament in Las Vegas coming up on Thursday and Friday. And that's it in sports. Brody finished fourth. Yes, in the world. Wow. <clears throat> that's you. Okay. So wait, he made how much money? Three hundred twelve can't three hundred twelve thousand. Wow. Okay. Now, now let's add on top of that. He's got how many endorsements? He's, coming got, he's got a few, but uh, three. The, the money these cowboys make is probably yeah. a third higher or more yeah. than like five or six years ago. Okay. Because I'm thinking maybe even fifty percent more. Finishing fourth in the world yes. opens him up for a bunch of endorsements. I would hope so. Yeah. And I would say at when he finally is done writing. He has career opportunities on this if he mm-hmm. wants it. I mean, that he's going to be considered an expert at this point. I think all these cowboys should be endorsed by Band-Aids. Okay. Yeah, Band-Aids and uh, ointments and other stuff yeah, that he'll yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all that yeah, stuff. stuff. They, like they that, should just yeah. put that stuff all over their vests and say, yeah, this, right. this is what we're yeah. in. Yeah, sponsored by Ouch. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Still, I know the world's on fire. The situation's dire. A lot of work and courage gonna be required.